Hello, Mission Vineyard. My name is John Arelli. I'm senior pastor here at Mission Vineyard, and it is amazing to be able to be with you, even though I'm not with you. We are isolated and yet connected. That's what we're trying to do here with this broadcast of a Mission Vineyard Sunday service. Uh, you've seen some amazing worship and hopefully participated. I know how hard that can be. Uh, but this is our best attempt and your best attempt, and none of us have done this before, at doing church together. My hope for you today is that you would actually be able to encounter God, that something that God would be able to be doing today through the technology would be able to meet you right where you are, right where you're watching from. I think that he can actually do that. I believe that. I believe that he's that real. So I'm just honored to be able to be before you, with you, uh, to encourage you, but also just to to acknowledge with you that this is so different than anybody alive has ever dealt with before. This coronavirus, this COVID-19 thing, the way that we're all locking down and separating from each other, nobody has ever done this before. So we're here together, we're, and we're going to figure it out, even though it may be 8 to 14 weeks before anything gets back to normal, we are still going to lean in together as a church community to experience the living God. <laughs> Our mission is to welcome Jesus into all of life. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to welcome Jesus into all of it. So with that, I just want to pray with you this morning. And, um, you know, our simple liturgy at Mission Vineyard is to say, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. And so I would invite you, as awkward as it is, on the couch, in the chair, wherever you're watching from, to just extend your hands. It's going to be even weirder if you're holding your phone with one hand. You just extend one, I guess. But let's just wait on the Holy Spirit and say, come Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place, into this time. This, this is all for you. This is the hour apart, God, that we're setting in the midst of the crisis, in the midst of everything that's going on. We open the doors of our hearts to you and we expect you to move. Come Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you, Lord. Just the awkwardness of the silence. If you're like me, every minute, every day, every moment I have, I'm trying to check on the news, check on a new development. There's some new talking head saying something, updating. How many more cases? There's a new official, local, national, statewide that's trying to figure things out. Nobody's done this before. So with you, I want to invite you into a story today where Jesus has power over everything. It's the Last Supper. It's the Passover dinner that Jesus had with his disciples. We're in a series right now called Following Jesus. And in this message, we're following Jesus into a place where he was betrayed. Where he was betrayed in the midst of one of the most important meals that a religious person of the day, a Jew, could have. And he's going to tell the story in a way that puts himself in the story. He puts himself in the story and then shows us what it's like to be present to the Lord in the midst of betrayal, to be present to the Lord in the midst of uh, plague, which is what they're acting out in the meal, and crisis. So I want to go with you. We're in Matthew, and I'm sitting on my Bible, as awkward as that is. This is Matthew chapter 26, and I'm going to be starting at verse 17. It should come on the screen for you, but I'm going to read it. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, 
The disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? As you go into the city, he told them, You will see a certain man. Tell him, The teacher says, My time has come, and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus told them and prepared the Passover meal there. So this random guy, Jesus knew. Jesus is not surprised by any of it. He set it up. God's done some things on behalf of him, like I'm sure God is doing on behalf of us today, even though we don't see it. And he orders the disciples to go somewhere and set up a meal for him. I just, I want to remind us all of the confidence here that's going on. Jesus is not surprised by anything. The disciples have no idea where they're going to have the Passover meal, and it's Passover. For Jews, there should have been like a banquet already set up. Jesus is a, is a, he's a serious dude. Somebody should have hosted him. And Jesus says, don't worry, I've got it set. At the end of all this, we're going to go to this guy's house. You just go and tell him that I'm ready. I've got to live, and I'm encouraging you with me to live in the expectation at the end of all this crisis that Jesus has something ready for us. Let's continue. When it was evening, Jesus sat down at the table with the twelve. While they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. So they're having this holy meal. And Jesus stops and he says, I just want to let you know, one of you that's been following me for three years, that I've been closer to than anybody else, you're going to turn your back on me. You're going to betray me. Greatly distressed, of course they were, each one asked in turn, am I the one, Lord? Am I the one? Am I the one? They don't even know. Am I the one? He replied, the one of you that has just eaten from this bowl with me will betray me. For the Son of Man must die, as the scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It'd be far better for that man if he had never been born. And Judas, the one who would betray him, also asked Rabbi, Rabbi, am I the one? Can you imagine this guy? And if you're like me and you've had a season of deep sin, of sin that's secret, when you're found out and everything's uncovered, there's this place of brokenness that you feel in your heart and you, you know that your life has not been right, and you're found out and it's like this uncovering happens that's so bare and so vulnerable and almost painful. And you know the answer, but you also know that once it's uncovered, through the pain, it's going to be okay. And he asked Jesus, am I the one? And he replies, you have said it. You've said it. As they were eating... Jesus took some bread and he blessed it. And then he broke it in pieces, gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat it. This is my body. So he continues. And it's not exactly certain what's going on with Judas at that moment, but Jesus has an agenda to not only set the mood that something's going to happen, I'm going to have glory in it, don't worry about it. And it's serious and you guys are involved. And now I want to introduce you to the whole point of it. And here he is. 
He says, this is my body. Eat it. Take it in. Now, this is the Passover meal. This is not, you know, something silly. This is Jesus looking at the Passover meal, eating the Passover meal with them, and he takes the bread and he says, this is me. Whenever you eat the Passover meal, whenever you eat a holy meal, I want you to know that what you're having is me. I am the new Passover meal. Jesus is setting himself in the story. And then he took the cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. And he gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it. For this is my blood. Not a sheep's blood, not the, the blood that went over the doorposts in the Old Testament that the plague passed over. Jesus says, this is my blood. This is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. Not just a Mosaic covenant, not just a covenant between God and the Jews. It's poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Mark my words. I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus sets the stage not only for himself to be put in to the Passover story that's been told for thousands of years, to say that he is actually the sign, he is the one that sets a new covenant, and he's the sacrifice that's poured out for the sins of many. And he said, I'm not going to drink with you again until this is all settled in my Father's kingdom, but I will drink with you again, and it will happen. There's so much that's going on in the story, I wanted to make sure that we got it right. And today, I know that you're going to be participating with us, even though we're just through video, you're going to be participating in drinking this glass, drinking this cup of juice or whatever you have at home, and eating the bread, and participating in eating and drinking Jesus as a covenant that forgives your sin too. But in order to make sure we got the whole story, I wanted to invite my friend Herschel, our associate pastor here. Herschel, would you join me? I, this story is so thick, and it's so deep and so powerful. What is going on? Well, first of all, it's good to sit here by you, John. Yeah, good I'm to be with us. I'm I mean, already deeply moved by the way you read that passage of Scripture. What is going on here is something that began long before this. Uh, Jesus has been born into the world for this very purpose. Man. He has basically foreordained himself to come into the world to show us the Father and to teach us all the principles of the kingdom of God, but also he's come into the world to die for our sins and raise for our justification. And this meal he's setting here to um, basically establish the central point of what he's doing with us and with his disciples. And with the one who's betraying him. Yes, that's incredible, isn't it? That what Jesus is going to do would even be enough to forgive Judas if Judas would only open himself to receive it. 
Jesus has the courage to go forward with this plan to die for everybody, including Judas. Unfortunately, we happen to know that Judas utterly rejected yeah. every chance of that. Yeah. I, okay, so Jesus is at the table. He's offering himself as the Passover meal for his disciples and for the sins of many, including the one who's going to turn him over to be murdered on a cross. A gruesome, painful, horrible death that Judas has seen before. Yes. Uh, I, I just wonder, you know, there's so much going on right now. All right, so confession between you and me. Just you and me, right? Because we're, we're the only ones here right now. Nobody else is Nobody else is here. Just you this. and me. Herschel, I went and bought eggs the other day. You know how many egg cartons I put in my basket? I'm afraid to ask. We're a family of four. How many did I buy? <laughs> I put three. I don't know why, Herschel, this is, I'm, I'm confessing my sin with you. I wanted to buy three dozen eggs. And you know who confronted me about my sin? <laughs> who was that? The H-E-B checkout lady. Oh and she said, uh, sir, we're limiting it. She was so kind. She said, sir, we're limiting it to two. <laughs> and I said, oh, yes, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> Trying to wash it off. But I really, I thought, oh, we need, I don't want to come back here again. But the sin was, I was taking it away from somebody else. I, I took the last one. I'm going to be honest with you. I took the last carton of eggs. Oh, John. <laughs> and, you know, th- then they had to bring somebody up, and they, they went to take it back to put it to the cooler, and I just I felt like the biggest jerk. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, in the midst of this crisis, certainly people are feeling, certainly I'm not the only one that's acting like an idiot. Maybe I am. Well, John... I drove up to the store in Mahanda Odyssey for the second time, and the policeman stopped me. Yeah, because you've been no, no. stuffing all the toilet paper. That's right. San Antonio, there's no toilet paper because Herschel's been stuffing his Honda Odyssey with all of it. That's, <laughs> we're going to spread that rumor the best that we can. John, the point is, whether that last point is true or not, <laughs> the point is that we're all sinful. Yeah. Every one of us. Every one of us has a tendency to be selfish. Every one of us wants to make sure we're okay, and uh, we often step on others to do that. And, um, you know, we, we see that story displayed here, but there's an amazing fact that we find out a little later in the story. Judas betrayed Jesus, yeah. but there was another man at the table with Jesus who did almost the same thing. Yeah. The difference was he repented. That yeah. is Simon Peter who we know Jesus later greatly honored and used in a powerful way in in establishing his church. And he wrote part of the New Testament. But he, just a very short time after this, denies that he knows Jesus, curses, and yet finds forgiveness. So Judas is the one that's, that's centered here in this picture, but he's not the only one that actually betrays Jesus. That's right. That's right. In fact, there's only one of them that's at the foot of the cross with him at That's the end. Right. That's right. And the courage that Jesus had, knowing that some people would reject him, yeah. really knowing, I think, that Judas would reject him, yeah. um, the courage he had to go through with this for us, he loves us so much. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And so he has forgiven you for the third carton of eggs, John, just oh so gosh. you know. It's so <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> I, I have to say, what, my favorite part of the story here is actually a little bit farther in, in the chapter, and Jesus is before Peter, mm-hmm. and he's washing his feet. 
Oh my, John, yes. And uh, Peter says, what are you doing? Like, I need to wash your feet. And Jesus says, no. No, if you don't let me wash your feet, you can't have any part with me. And Peter says, oh, well, wash all of me then. <laughs> but, you know, it's not the same as, as, as the bread and the wine. But it is this moment for me that every time I come to the table with the cup and the juice, the gluten-free cracker, whatever it is, signifying this deep, deep mystery that this is the blood of Christ taking over the Passover meal. This is the, the body of Christ taking over the Passover meal. This is what reminds us and is given to us as a reminder of Jesus setting the new covenant with us, Jesus feeding us, Jesus being our everything, so that every curse, every plague, every everything in our life passes over and he gives us new life. He reminds us, I'm going to drink this with you in the future. There's a future coming. Mm -hmm. This meal reminds us that there's a future coming. Every time I come to the table, I feel like God says to me, John, it's been a while since you've let me wash your feet. Mm. It's powerful. And these moments, although we're separated, I think it's so important that we pause. We usually do this every week. But on screen, I don't know how often we'll do it, but for right now, especially as we're in this passage, mm -hmm. I think it's critical that we pause because none of us have been in this situation before. We're, I, I've never taken more than my egg carton allotment <laughs> before. It's a new sin that I discovered in my life, right? A new, a new kind of way of being selfish. And I, I just think that we're in a new, we're in a, a whole new situation now where the testing that we had before is going to manifest itself and, and so it's going to manifest in ways that surprise us, I think. And it's so important, I think, we come to the table again. I do too. And John, as we do that, I just want to say, this is for the person who is in close intimacy with the Lord right now, is believing with all their heart, yeah. is serving faithfully. Yeah. But it's also for the person who's been rebellious against God, mm -hmm. who's aware of his or her great sin, but is wanting to come to Jesus now. Yeah. There is full forgiveness and full cleansing and full restoration and healing. So this table is open for everybody. Yeah, if you're coming to Jesus, and he said it, this is going to be poured out for the sins of many. I'm, sh I'm sure the sins of those that weren't at the table, the sins of us who didn't exist yet, the sins of those that aren't followers of Jesus yet, except for this moment right now. In fact, on your screen, there's, if, you're, if you're watching this and there's something that's happening in you and you're saying, I want to follow this Jesus, there's actually a place for you to raise your hand and say, I want to follow him. I want to receive Jesus. I want for this to be meaningful to me. I want him to cleanse me. I want all that power that comes with forgiveness of sin. I want that for my life and I want to follow him believing that he's going to take care of it. He's going to heal me. He's going to transform me. He's going to fill me with his Holy Spirit, carry me forward, and I can participate in life-giving ways in the midst of crisis. That's wonderful. So at this moment, I am, I'm going to serve Herschel, and he's going to serve me. And as I do, we would love for you all to serve one another as well. Because it was on the night that he was betrayed where Jesus took bread and he broke it. And then he said to his disciples, do this, eat this. This is my body broken for you. And he poured out the cup and he said, this is my blood, blood of a new covenant, which is for you. So as you drink it, drink in this new covenant, 
and do this in remembrance of Jesus. Let's just pause and remember this for just a moment. Lord, we are in desperate need of your forgiveness, your sustenance, your mission, your power, your life. Would you give, us to, give it to us now as we receive? Herschel, the body of Christ broken for you Amen. and the blood of Christ poured out for you. John, the body of the Lord broken for you and the blood of the Lord shed for you. Amen. Well, as we end today, my heart is that as you've followed Jesus into the scriptures with us, as you've participated with us, in communion, the Eucharist, the Lord's table, eating the bread, drinking the cup, that you take seriously what Jesus has done for us and that you receive seriously as well, that you know that today is made new, that you're able to go out fresh, given a new covenant for life, given a new blessing, given a new mission, given a new freedom. It's Jesus and his power. By following Jesus, we get to be covered. We get to go through all kinds of crisis and plague. Everything that the Passover means, it's him that carries us through. And so I want to bless you today as you go to this new life, to this fresh life, to this life made by Jesus, our Passover. I bless you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that you would go out covered by Jesus, that you would receive his body, that you'd receive his blood as a covering for your sin and for the sin of the world, that as you continue through life, that you would go back to him to receive him, to be blessed by him, and sent out by him. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.